0: Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson and today we have on my friend, fellow dance mom and sorority expert, Shay Sides. Welcome to the show, Shay.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be on the show.
0: So Shay joined us two years ago to talk about sorority recruitment and obviously a lot has changed in the world in the past two years, especially in regards to recruitment And we were lucky enough to catch her in between appointments today. She's literally in her car going to her next appointment and had time to talk with us today. So Shay, tell us what is going on in regards to recruitment. I hear that it's all online now.
1: It is online. I can't believe it's two years since we last spoke, but time flies when you're having fun. Um, Yes. It's that time of year we're heating up again. Uh, What's happening is, Dallas, the girls that live in Dallas have a May 1 deadline, uh, which means all of their references and letters of support will be submitted by their writers by May 1. So everyone is starting to uh, get going on uh, gathering their information together to get to their reference and letter writers. So um, because it is online, I think it's simplified quite a bit. Uh, we're not having to mail papers and drop them off on porches and uh, to get them turned in. It's just going online to the sorority websites as an alumni and either submitting a reference through the sorority national website or uh, submitting a letter of support to the actual chapter via email. So it's it's in my opinion much more simplified with the online a submission, and I think it is much more reliable, meaning papers sometimes don't make it through the mail, but the online submission is, they're going to get a hundred percent, the sorority houses, so I like that. So that
0: actually sounds a lot easier to me, too. Um, so walk us through, like, let's pretend my daughter is going to be starting uh, college this year and going through recruitment. Um when should people start gathering their packages together and what is pertinent to
1: have in those packages? The, I would say right now, meaning January, February, start getting your list of items you need to get together. A lot of the high schools uh, will have, and Dallas Panhellenic will have their recruitment information forums around this time of year. So um, I would say this is when it, it is a good time to start. Um, what you'll do is you'll uh, tweak your resume to make it recruitment specific by adding Greek affiliations and your college plans and updating your GPA to reflect your most rec- recent GPA to match your most recent transcript. Uh, Print off your score report for your ACT or SAT. Start asking uh, the ladies who you have have identified as your reference and letter support writers. Um, You can go ahead and start reaching out to them at this time and securing those ladies. Some ladies uh, will limit the amount of references and letters they write. So uh, I think that's why this is a good time to do it. Um, And when, you know, my suggestion is to have all the information, meaning all of those documents, to your writers by the first week in April. You can shoot for April 1st because then what that looks like is they will turn around and get everything submitted by May 1. It gives them, you know, three or four weeks to to process through all that and get it turned in. Um, right. A lot of girls may have a college decision delay due to California schools and just some of the schools don't let Let people know if they're in or not, maybe by April 1st. So if that's the case and you are delayed in knowing where you're going to school, uh, just make sure you communicate that to the ladies who you're asking to write your references and letters so that they aren't looking for your information around April 1st. Um, You can tell them that uh, it will be delayed a little bit, maybe later in April, which is fine. Uh, But I think just communicating that on the front end is, is the key.
0: So you were talking about GPA and test scores. And I'm curious, just with the crazy last year that we've had, are they cutting any slack in regards to grades and test scores? Like maybe somebody didn't perform as well as they were and things kind of changed within the last year.
1: Um, I would say not so much with GPA. Um, Test scores, I don't think they put quite as much weight on that, but we still include them because the references do uh, ask for that information, so you definitely want to have that on your resume. One difference this year is some of the um, students did not, they weren't required to submit test scores, therefore they did not. So if that was the case, then this would be the year that you could leave off your test scores, off your resume, and just explain that to your reference writer that you did not submit test scores, therefore, I mean, some kids didn't even take it or have an opportunity to take it. So this would be the year that that would be waived, but the GPA standards are still the same.
0: Got it. So I have some friends whose daughters just went through recruitment at SMU. They literally Mm -hmm. uh, had bid day last week, I guess. Yes. um, They were just talking about how it it was online this year and it was a lot different. Mm -hmm. They didn't get to do the running down the street and, you know, cheering each other on and jumping into each other's arms and all the fun stuff. But tell me how actual recruitment works. How does that work online? That must be so different.
1: Um, it is different. There's some pros and cons to it. Uh, I think I'm going to start with the pros because that's where we are with our world. So we'll start with the pros. Um, number one, you're not the potential new members or as we call them, rushes and the actives are not exhausted from A week of running around in the heat and having hours upon hours of uh, what we call recruitment parties, and you know running around all over campus in heels, trying to get from party to party, and exhausted, sick by the end of the week. So I would say that's a definite pro, Um, and. Another pro is that because with the virtual recruitment, the actives are actually doing Zoom calls with the rushes. And so you get a little bit of more of an intimate conversation with the rushes. Whereas when it's in person, it's just very chaotic. And I mean, you get to meet more people, but you're not having those intimate conversations. So I think that was a definite plus, um, which some of the active, actives enjoy doing. I think the... Um, rushes were a little bit nervous about that, but it ended up being okay. And this is actually their world. They know Zoom way better than we do. So it's not foreign to them. Um, I would say the biggest con, in my opinion, of virtual recruitment is not being able to see the chapter as a whole. So when you walk into the house and you see everybody in the house at one time in one place, I think that's pretty powerful and helpful when you're trying to decide if if that's a good fit for you. And so I think the virtual recruitment took that away. It's real hard to know. I mean, you have all these Zoom calls all day with these, you know, nice, sweet girls, but sometimes you can't even remember which house they were in. Um, and so it's, it's harder to distinguish the feel between the houses, I think. Um, I would say the big city girls who know... You know, who go to college and know a lot of the girls before they get there. Virtual recruitment wasn't so much an issue. It, it didn't really change the landscape of the process. But I think for the girls, maybe from smaller towns that didn't know as many people, it was an issue. I would say another place where it, it became an obstacle was. Like SMU, where they have deferred rush, which means they go through rush in January instead of in August. So they've already had a semester under their belt of school. A lot of these schools with deferred recruitment, the towns or the cities that the schools were in were shut down due to COVID. So they weren't able to meet girls on campus. So typically, if you went to that school and had deferred recruitment, you would be in contact and meeting lots of girls that first semester, which is huge and great. But because the social scene and most everything was shut down. These girls were, you know, weren't able to meet them. And so then recruitment became difficult because they, you know, just didn't have a lot of contacts once it was time to go through rush. So I found that to be an issue. Um, And then also just like you said, bid day is, was a little anticlimactic, you know, not having that fun run down the street, run to the house, I like the way Auburn did it. They did it in, this, in their football stadium, and so it was spread out. And so I thought that was a great way to do it because they were able to, you know, get a little bit of that feeling. I mean, they didn't get to run to the house, but at least they were able to see their pledge class and such. So I think you know a lot of that that excitement was taken away, and um, because you would look on the screen and they would tell you what house you you got a bid to and. <laughs> That's just not quite as fun, but not. <laughs> they did the best they could. Um, yeah. And what I tell the girls that are going through this next year, the current seniors is that they won't be the Guinea pigs. So we've already had a year of virtual recruitment under our belt, so it will only get better. I'm hoping it will look more like a hybrid situation, meaning they would do virtual on the front end with the bigger parties and then once you kind of get towards the end where the parties are smaller, what we call preference night or preference round, maybe they'll do that in-house. I don't know. But I think that that's a possibility. I'm not sure recruitment will ever go back to completely in-person just because of the numbers and the way, I mean, there's just so many people in one house at one time and all day long and they're college kids. And I don't know, maybe it will, but um, well, I think I'd, it'll be I'd- I do like the idea of just talking one-on-one. So it literally would look like what
0: we're doing right now, just two of us talking.
1: Yes, it could. More likely there were three, two or three actives with the one Rashi. So that probably at the the time made the Rashi nervous, but then they were leading the conversation. So I think it ended up being better for the Rashi to have a, a few more you know voices in the room um, and so i th- you know it it was fine it was it was nice, but it w- they did the best they could, but I think it it was different and kind of weird
0: so but, I know that I know that everyone going through always worries about what to wear every day, so what kind of advice are you giving the girls going through of what they should wear
1: well, it's funny because they still. Uh, the different Panhellenics still told the girls what to wear, even though it was on Zoom calls. So, it, to, you know, in a normal rest sh- situation, a lot of times the Panhellenic provides T-shirts to wear the first couple of days. So they did that and they told, I mean, they literally told them what shoes to wear, which I think is hilarious because <laughs> I don't think they saw the shoes. But I think it was just easier to say, okay, here's what you wear round one. Here's what you wear round two. And they just wore that. And, um, but yeah, they, it was very specific even still with Zoom. So the Panhellenic websites are a great resource for these girls to, if you know where you're going to college, to really understand that actual week of recruitment and, you know, how many parties you attend a day, the dates of recruitment, um, registering for recruitment or signing up to go through Rush, which in fact is mandatory, so make sure you do that, uh, what to wear, um, and anyway, so those are, those websites are a great resource for the girls Just to educate him on that actual week. Well, there's
0: there's just so much to the whole process, and it can be so overwhelming. And I always Mm -hmm. joke that in the Park Cities, we really like to outsource things. For example, (laughs) I outsourced getting my son a bike lesson because he wasn't responding well to us. So I literally hired somebody to help us with that. So tell us what you can do to help us out through this whole process.
1: So what I do is I um, help the girls prepare their packets, uh, a hard copy and a digital copy uh, for each one of the ladies who are writing their references and letters. Um, Is it impossible for someone to do? No. Is it a steep learning curve without a lot of instruction? Yes. Is it a busy time of year? Yes. Do some people just not want to do it? Yes. So there's several different reasons of why someone would hire me. I would say it's an ever-changing process, um, but and so do I have kind of the inside track on that. I yes, I know who to call. Let me just say that. So you know, I've been doing this for twelve years, so I know. Um, who to call at each of the schools and each of the houses. So that's helpful. And then also the Dallas Panhellenic uh, representatives. There's one for each sorority. I know who those ladies are. So that is definitely helpful. I would say um, one of the big benefits of using me or another consultant like me Um that I found that people don't even really think about when they hire me is what I provide to the people who are writing the references and letters who are actually doing you a favor. I provide them exactly what they need. This is going to sound so silly, but the photos, the digital images that I give them are correctly sized so that when these ladies go submit the references, it's seamless. They don't have any issues. They're not the photos aren't too big. So, you know, so you're giving, you're making it as easy for them as possible so that they're not having to spend a lot of time on this volunteer job that they're, or this favor that they're doing for you. So I think, you know, a lot of people are grateful when they get my packets because they're like, Oh good. I know that everything in here is exactly what I need. So that that's nice. Um, A lot of the moms like me to. They hire me because they lot just like all of us, when we tell our children, like you were saying about the bike riding, when we tell our children something, they don't quite hear it as well as when someone else comes in and tells them the same exact thing. So, so you know, true. when Mrs. Side sits down with them and tells them about sorority recruitment and whatever, somehow they hear it differently. Um, and it's funny because I think I end up being like a college therapist because we sometimes I talk to them about different schools just beyond recruitment. It's hilarious. So, um I think a lot of times the moms just want to step out of the they want me to communicate with their child and they feel like they'll have less pushback and for sure uh, well, you so. definitely
0: take away a lot of the stress and um, probably mm-hmm. cut out some of the friction, the mother-daughter friction that can obviously come up from working on something like this. Sure. Um, last last week on our show, we were talking about how to present yourself on social media. And so I just wanted to ask you, how important is their social media presence when they're going through recruitment?
1: Social media, as you know, is important these days, uh, especially at that age and especially with recruitment because that's how um, these college actives are communicating with the senior girls. So what I think number one is most important is making sure, and I always tell my girls this, to um, make sure they make their profile pic one of the photos that they select for their sorority packets, which I recommend the, the headshot or the close-up because that's the one they can easily see the best. And um, because these actives will access those profile pics quite a bit. So you just want to be, want to that photo to be consistent with what you're submitting with your packets. Um, so that's number 1 and number 2 obviously um, these girls are pretty good about keeping their social media cleaned up so to speak but what my suggestion to them is make sure that you're you've met anything that you're tagged in you want to make sure is is appropriate as well. So that means you have to check in on your Facebook and your Instagram and Uh, any other social media quite frequently to make sure that if you're tagged in anything that's inappropriate, that you untag yourself. Also, I've noticed that once spring break hits, everybody kind of gets a little more lax about this. So especially the week of spring break on trips. So just be extra, extra cautious um, about posting spring break and post spring break. Right. Um, I've
0: heard I've heard to be sure to be diligent about bikinis and red cups being in your photos.
1: Yes. Even if there's just water in that red cup. Sure. I wouldn't have a red cup in my photo. So, yes, that is correct.
0: So it's almost like what you were saying with using the same profile pic with some of the photos that you turned in. It's almost kind of like a brand image, like like your own marketing campaign. You want consistency there.
1: No, that's exactly right. Because when you either get on the Zoom call for the week of recruitment or walk through that sorority house door for recruitment, you want to make sure they recognize you. So the more they see that same photo and the consistency, the more likely they're going to recognize you when it comes to recruitment.
0: Well, I would say overall, I am a lot more impressed with how it's being handled online than I thought I was going to be. I thought I was mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, this sounds awful, but you've really painted yeah. a pretty good picture. Like, like it doesn't sound all that bad. I like the more intimate conversations and I like the one-on-one time and uh, not being in that loud room. And But you're right yes. about not getting to see the big picture of the sorority as yeah. a whole. I'm wondering, do any of them do a
1: video that they release out and kind of show that energy of them all together? They do, which is nice. Um, that it, towards the beginning of recruitment week, one of the rounds they include a video that they've done. And last year it was a bit of a fire drill because virtual recruitment became a, became the deal right before they started. So you know, they threw these videos together. So I think this year they'll be even better. Um, but yes, it it gives you a pretty good, you know, snapshot of the of the sorority. In, in the house, and they, they try to include as many girls as they can uh, in the video, and it, and some of them are really cute and creative, um, but I think they'll only get better this year, so that is one way to um, get an idea of it uh, anyway, but one thing I will say is uh, a friend of mine who has been in radio and television her entire career, she did a little virtual recruitment kind of workshop online demand workshop and she did some little tips and tricks for virtual recruitment, which I thought was really cute. And, you know, one of them was have a ring light on your phone or on your computer, which, you know, that the girls know all about that. We don't so much, but I think that's, those are good little tips that, um, were helpful. Um, so there's different ways to, you know, find out one thing that was a little bit, stressful for the girls is when they did register with their college panelinic, meaning they signed up to go through Rush. Um, the panelinic required a video, kind of a little quick video presentation from each girl, and that completely stressed them out. They didn't know what to do or what to say, but but each Panhellenic gave them a list of questions, and they had to answer two or three. So, my recommendation to them was and will be, I think videoing with your peers, just you and a friend get together and video each other for your, for your video submission is best because you're, they're most relaxed around their friends. And once, if they get in front of their parents or some people were hiring professionals, it just looked very, it it just didn't, it didn't present their best self. In my opinion, they looked pretty stiff and um, not relaxed and, and not what a, 20-year-old who's watching this on the other end would want to see. And then the flip side of that is I don't want them to stress too much about this video because, yes, is it the first impression they get of you on the other side? Of course, but they're not these teenage girls or they're not teenagers anymore. I guess 20, 19, 20, 21-year-olds are not Sitting around watching hours and hours of videos, they're just going to get a quick view of the very beginning and then move on. So, don't panic so much about it, just do it, look cute, be yourself, and don't stress about that. Yeah,
0: I really, really like the idea of your friend having a mm-hmm. seminar to help out because if there's one thing that yeah. we all know, the past year we've had to all of us have had to become TV personalities. Yes,
1: <laughs> because we're I know. To be on-
0: we're forced to be on Zoom, and a lot of people aren't comfortable on camera. So I could definitely see that being a huge benefit for everyone. Um, yes,
1: I think it was helpful.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I, this has been so great. So much information has been shared, and I want to know how early do we need to hire you because I'll be needing <laughs> your services in about two years. Is it time to book you now?
1: Well, I, you know, I'm not. I don't ever want to sell myself as a big deal. But what I always tell people, just I tell everyone this, I don't care what you can email me now, if you want to think about it. And I just start a spreadsheet for each graduating year and throw your name on it. You don't have to give me any money, nothing, but that way you can do it now and you don't have to forget. Um, So that's what I always just tell people, just email me or text me when you think about it and then that's it. And then I'll contact you um, in around November of your daughter's senior year to get the ball rolling meet and get going on your information. So how can we find you? Um, I'm kind of still, and probably always will be just homegrown. So my email is, you just want me to tell you what my email is? Will that work? Sure. And I'll I'll include a link too. Okay. So it's Shay, S-H-A-Y-E Sides, S-I-D-E-S at gmail.com. And you can email me and then I can, can send details and pricing of um, my services, but really initially, if you're not a senior, you can just email me your daughter's name, her graduating year, and your name, and then I'll have your contact information. Simple, great. <laughs> well, thank you so I much. I don't so have experience. I don't have a website because people always ask me that. People always ask me that, and I don't have one. Well, it sounds like you're doing just fine with that one. So thank, thank you so you. much for sharing. You're thank you welcome. So much for
0: sharing all your wisdom with us today and taking the time on the way to your next appointment.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: That's been another episode of The Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson, and we'll catch you next time.